PFG Private Wealth Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. The topics and information discussed during this podcast are not intended to provide tax or legal advice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed insurance agents. The rules of retirement have changed. No longer can most of us rely on Social Security or a single pension to fund our futures. We're living longer and retirement doesn't just last a handful of years anymore. Instead, you might stay retired for 20 or 30 years and maybe even more. We need to look at retirement through a new lens with fresh eyes, with a new approach and plan of attack. Here to answer the call are financial advisors John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Tampa Bay area. This podcast is Retirement Planning Redefined, and it starts right now. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the podcast. It's Retirement Planning Redefined with John and Nick, financial advisors at PFG Private Wealth. You can find them online at pfgprivatewealth.com. That's pfgprivatewealth.com and a lot of good tools, tips, and resources there, as well as a way for you guys to find the podcast, listen to past episodes, subscribe to it, all that good kind of stuff. And we are going to talk about opportunities for late bloomers in retirement this go-around on the podcast. Gents, what's going on? John, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How you doing? I'm hanging in there. Not doing too bad. Hope things are going well for you. Nick, you doing all right, my friend? Yep. Just enjoying our, uh, we've had some nice fall weather here lately, so I've been enjoying that. There you go. Humidity get finally. Put a ho- yeah, I get to put a hoodie back on okay. and uh, yeah. no humidity. Vacation from enjoying humidity. Nick means he's just opening up his uh, balcony door versus going outside. But- gotcha. Yes. Let the wind in. All right. That's all right. Hey, all right. I'll take it. That's good. Uh, so let's talk about these late bloomers here. So maybe you're close to retirement, right? And you think you don't have nearly enough money saved. We mentioned that on the prior podcast a couple of weeks ago. That's often the case with people. They they feel automatically like, well, I know I just I just don't, I know I don't have enough, even though you have no idea because you've never sat down and done a plan and gone through a process and to try to find out. But let's just assume that you don't have nearly enough, or you think you don't. And there's some good news. There's some places where we could actually gain some ground pretty quickly. And guys, I've been using this analogy for this. So uh, I turned 50 this year and like Memorial Day is kind of the unofficial kickoff to summer. It's not actually summer, but everybody just kind of treats it like it is. It's kind of how summer starts. Uh, 50 seems like the unofficial kickoff to retirement because it's when you start going, I better get serious, right? So when people turn 50, they start to think about this a little bit more. So catch-up contributions is a great way and you can make some serious dent in uh, in the savings that you need with some of the things the government allows us to do once you turn 50. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So once you turn 50, you can uh, do catch-up provisions, which uh, if you have a individual retirement account, um, you know, aka IRA, uh, you can put an extra 1000 into it if you're above the age of 50. Um, so if you got you know yourself and a spouse, you know, it's an extra two grand you can put in there. Most people where we kind of maximize the strategy is in the 401k, where you can actually do an additional 6500 which is a, a nice way to not only save, but also reduce your taxes. And it's with the 401k, it's pretty easy because you, know, you just kind of contact your, your payroll provider or go online where your investments are and you can right. just, you know, a couple of clicks and there you go. 
And as we say, once it's kind of done through your payroll, it's easy to uh, just kind of set it and forget it. And you just kind of adapt to what you have as uh, your net income moving forward. So yeah. definitely, you know, once you hit age 50, something you, you need to start considering of just saving more to hit your goals in retirement. Oh, yeah. I mean, $6,500, you know, that's not chicken fee, especially over, let's say, 15 years, right? If you're 50 and you're planning to retire at 65, that can add up. So that can make a nice dent in catching up from from being behind. Now, I know you don't have kids to speak of. John, your kids are too little just yet, but kids coming off the payroll, this is something you guys still deal with. You have a lot of clients that, you know, when you get 50 plus, hopefully you're making the most money in your life that you have. Usually that's the case for a lot of people when they're in 50 plus. And uh, as my dad used to call us, biscuit snatchers come off the payroll because we're no longer doing things like, you know, the car insurance, cell phone. As a matter of fact, my daughter's out working and, and doing things as a, as a young adult, and she's actually paying the cell phone bill for her mom and I. So how about that? Yeah, yeah. This is interesting. I, I would say that over the last probably six, seven years, we've seen this get pushed back a little bit where, you know, it tends to be the kids start to come off the payroll, you know, with clients that are in their early, early 60s. But it's substantial and it's usually oh, yeah. kind of a huge relief. Um you know, we've got clients that have been able to bump up their savings by, you know, one to two thousand dollars a month with kids graduating from college or, you know, whatever it may be. And it's it's it makes a huge difference. Um, you know, whether it's saving more money, whether it's using that additional money to maybe help you achieve the goal of paying your mortgage off by the time you retire, recapturing those funds is is a really, really big deal. Um, so when they come off the payroll, just figuring out a way to, to try to recapture at least 50 to 60% of that can make a huge difference uh, yeah. to help uh, somebody catch up. Yeah. And John, I do you like that term biscuit snatch. You like I that? I like to yeah. use that in, yeah. in uh, one of our workshops. So Yeah. That's what my dad used to call us because, you know, his, he loved his biscuits and I was always running and snatch one and, you know, take off with it. Uh, and you're going to, you know, you're going to get this at some point, John, obviously you do this for your clients. You help them navigate this now, but with your two little ones one day, right, you'll be having all these extra things and then they'll come off the payroll and it's an, I mean, it can be sizable, right? I mean, cars, you could be paying their car payment, their cell phone, car insurance, maybe some health insurance. So it adds up. Yeah, I just actually just experienced some of that because uh, and my wife uh, works and is also she's just actually wrapped up her master's program for nurse practitioner. But um, we had a nanny for mm-hmm. that period mm-hmm. and um, that just stopped. So that that just kind of freed up some cash flow, which was pretty significant for us. But um, yeah. so I, I know the feeling of it. Yeah, a lot of places, you know, a lot of opportunities for, quote unquote, late bloomers in retirement to gain ground if you're behind. Another one, guys, is disappearing debt. Uh, maybe you've got some things, again, we're going to use in this analogy of the 50 range, like 50 to 60, right? You're getting into that pre-retirement stage. You're trying to make sure you've got enough. Uh, my wife and I just got our boat paid off uh, just, I think, like last month or two months ago, something like that. Uh, she just paid off of her off her car. Now, she'll probably get another one between now and the time we get to retirement. But, but still, you get the idea, right? You know, credit cards, things like that. That stuff's really starting to dwindle down. Yeah, yeah. Being able to recapture those is a big deal. And the car thing is still an interesting thing, um, just from the perspective of you know growing up up north, and you have to deal with rust and you know the the things that the wear and tear of winters uh, have on cars and all that. Whereas down you know here in Florida, you know they can last so much longer, and some people really are, are able to leverage. You know that's a good example of something that people are able to leverage to help recapture some money to, to save. And, sure. you know, like you said, that mortgage going away, getting that paid off or, you know, uh, eliminating that credit card debt. We've had, I've had a few clients that 
in the last, you know, 12 to 24 months, they've been able to wipe out, you know, debt that they had had from, you know, one was uh, healthcare related and, you know, a couple of other things. So yeah, being able to redirect that money. And that's always the key is to recapture and redirect. Um, and, and that, that can make a big, big difference. Yeah. And especially the credit card stuff, right? Because there's the yep. you know, the whole bad debt, good debt thing. So uh, take those high interest things first and get rid of those. And since we mentioned the home, that's another place. So maybe a downsize is on the radar. You know, In this area, a lot of people doing the condo kind of thing. Maybe you don't want to do the big house. Maybe you're moving from up north, Nick, to your point a minute ago. Uh, and the difference is maybe you want to think about it from a uh, everything needs to be on the first floor because my knees can't handle the stairs standpoint. Either way, Prior to recently, now recently the housing market's been pretty crazy. So selling it, you might get a lot of money, but you also might pay a lot of money for the next place. But it is, it could be potentially a place where you could capture some more gains as well. Yeah, yeah. Replacement cost um, is is high right now, but downsizing can definitely be something. Uh, we've had a few clients do that recently. We've also had some clients, and this is a, a good reminder of the so for example, we've got one client that has had a, a rental unit that they've been like a beach rental that they've been using uh, to rent out Airbnb for a while. And they're going to take advantage of the, the market um, by selling their primary residence you know, at a pretty high number and then going ahead and um, no longer renting out the Airbnb rental and, and moving into that space. So that's something that they're able to take advantage of. And then not only that, but from a strategy standpoint, there's that capital gains exclusion that's out there where you know a married couple can exclude up to uh, five hundred thousand dollars of gains in a in a property. So they're able to exclude the gain in their primary residence. And then we went through and reviewed that if they then live in the rental that what had been previously the rental, if they live in that for two years, then they can uh, and then sell to you know maybe um, shift into another property. That they can exclude the gains in that uh, if they wait the two years. So, you know, there's some strategy that can get involved in that space to, you know, help you on taxes and help you also downsize. One thing with the downsizing, and, and we've run into this a couple of times, where um, I would say just be careful with with downsizing because we've had some scenarios where someone thought they were downsizing, and um, when we started to really evaluate the costs of everything, it really wasn't much of a downsize. Mm, uh, I mean, good point. You know, it needs to it needs to make sense, um, especially when you take account property taxes. Here, you can homestead. When you move, you can transfer it over, but sometimes you don't get the biggest bang for your buck. So it's just important to really evaluate. Uh, you know, the new houses that need renovations, things like that, the maintenance costs. And that's where you always go back to the plan when making these type of decisions because we've seen scenarios where someone wanted to, we actually evaluate, and it's like, ah, eh, it doesn't make sense to do it. So, yeah, yeah, that's a great point. You know, and there's so many reasons to consider it. You know, obviously there's the financial uh, potential as we're talking about this particular go round, but as I mentioned, it could also be something where you need to simply because you, you cannot physically handle the house anymore. So you yep. got to take a lot of those things into consideration. But right now we're talking about how to use the the money to kind of gain ground. So it's just another way you could potentially. Uh, make up some of that if you're a late bloomer. And then the final one is maybe the twilight career. And that's definitely, I mean, if you want to find a silver lining through all this pandemic stuff, it's the fact that the world has definitely embraced telecommuting from work or or just all kinds of different really jobs and things that you could do remotely. So, you know, maybe you do need to make it some ground and maybe you can't do the the full 
corporate job or whatever it was that you were doing as your main career, but a twilight career could be there. You know, you could be selling your uh, you're crocheting stuff on Etsy or whatever. You could be consulting just from your, you know, your kitchen. We're kind of in an era, you know, where workers have a little bit more power right now post and and I guess still on the tail end of COVID. And so we've had clients that have been able to, we almost kind of call, sometimes we call it like the make my day strategy where, <laughs> um, you know, they're important to the company. They know it. And they go through and they kind of negotiate. They've been working from home, at least for a portion, and they've still been productive. So they've kind of gone to their employer and said, hey, you know, I can still, you know, if, if I can work from home three days a week, you know, I'll continue to stay here for, you know, X amount of time or, you know, just using some of the stuff that's going on as leverage because companies are having a really difficult time uh, hiring. It's become very, very competitive. So uh, we've had some clients kind of go ahead and use that to their leverage. And then, you know, like I said, it's just uh, they they take advantage of that until they're no longer happy and then they then they exit. Yeah. You know, we've seen a lot of people, uh, you know, kind of a little different where they start working part time and really start getting into hobbies that they enjoy for income, photography, event plan, things like that. So yeah. there's definitely a lot of different avenues you can go in this, this period of time here because um, we've seen quite a few people churn hobbies into income. Um, and, and that could be a great way to, to not not only offset the the shortfall you may have or even whatever the case might be, but it's also just something to do, right? I mean, it just keeps you active. So why not, you know, quote unquote, double dip, right? Get something out of it. Uh, you're getting some activity, something you enjoy, but also adding a little something to the, you know, to the income levels. So, yeah, I was, I was going to uh, also mention that where one thing that we have found from some people is you know, not having a, a purpose or a routine has been very difficult. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. some people handle it better than others, but you know, in general, people need some sort of purpose. You know, some people are able to take that extra time, spend it with kids, grandkids, travel, you know, do all these different things and and they're very comfortable or they have an active social life and it and it works out well. A lot of people got a lot of those kind of uh, interactions via work. And so not having them anymore you know, spending an extra 40 hours a week with their spouse, right? Um, as much as they love them can be a little bit much. And so, <laughs> yeah. you know, whether it's volunteering, whether it's finding, you know, something just kind of having an open mind and looking for something that, you know, kind of fulfills you and gives you purpose uh, is, a, is a really big deal. Yep. You got to have something to retire to. Uh, as well. So you got to, you know, otherwise you just turn into a couch tater. So, and you don't want to do that. So those are some places where you can make up some ground. If you are a late bloomer in retirement, meaning basically you feel like you started too late or you don't have enough put away. And of course, how do you know? Well, you know by getting a plan put together to see if you are even behind because, again, you might not be. So reach out to the guys, to the team at PFG Private Wealth. Stop by the website, pfgprivatewealth.com. Get scheduled to come in for a consultation and find out, first of all, even if you're are behind. And if you are, then you can look at some of these options and some of these opportunities that we highlighted today on how to make up that ground. PFGPrivateWealth.com. That is PFGPrivateWealth.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast while you're there on Apple, Google, iHeart, Spotify, whatever platform you like to use. You can find it all at the main website, PFGPrivateWealth.com. And while you're there, you can drop a line as well. And we take those from time to time here on the show. So let's wrap up with an email question from Elizabeth. She says, guys, I have a pension fund from a previous job in a different state. It's been sitting there for years, but I do have the option to take the lump sum and invest the money myself or just leave it there and get the monthly pension once I retire. Thoughts? 
Yeah, so this is coming up quite a bit uh, lately with uh, pensions offering these kind of lump sum payouts for participants. Um, it, it's really important to evaluate, you know, if you take that lump sum, what type of income could you expect from it, you know, on a, uh, you know, basically lifetime basis. And a lot, what goes into that is really your risk tolerance. What could you expect to achieve from a rate of return based on how much risk you want to take? And again, you want to look at this from a conservative standpoint, you know, what we've done in the past with clients, we might compare it to, you know, maybe doing their own type of kind of guaranteed income stream through some other financial vehicles and see, is it similar and maybe provide some more flexibility they're comfortable with um, the financial health of the current pension. So yeah, I wish there was kind of an easy answer for this, a yes or no, but as as always, it depends on your plan and, and your situation and kind of what works for you and, and your family if you have beneficiaries. And, and there's a lot of different factors that go into this. Yeah, testing it through the plan is so important, especially John kind of alluded to the the beneficiary aspect. For example, you know, uh, we've had a fair amount of clients that maybe they're single, whether it's widow, divorce, whatever, and their beneficiaries are their kids. And the thought of, you know, having worked for a company for a prolonged period of time and what would be a, a substantial pension, you know, their kids not being able to benefit from that at all if, if they were to pass away early doesn't sit well with them. So, um, you know, so they'll look for alternatives. So there are a ton of factors that go into that, but comparing and using realistic variables when you're making those comparisons is really important. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where a lot of times you do have more control and options if you take the money in a lump sum and do it yourself, but it's not the right fit for everybody. So definitely a great question. Reach out and call the guys and have a one-on-one conversation or you know, share some more details for sure. 813-286-7776 is how you can get a hold of them if you've got questions of your own. 813-286-7776 or again, stop by the website pfgprivatewealth.com. That's all our time this week here on the podcast. We appreciate you guys as always. For John and Nick, I'm your host, Mark, and we'll see you next time here on Retirement Planning Redefined. 